Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is AJ Orsini, and this is the portion of the show right here at the beginning where I like to play my usual canned disclaimer to let all of you know that the thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are explicitly of myself and any of the guests or co-hosts in particular that may be on the show expressing their opinion. It does not reflect the opinion of literally anyone else. The reason why I'm customizing today's disclaimer is because today's subject matter is pretty high quality here. Stepping out of the realm of pro wrestling for just a second because there's a conversation that I feel I haven't had on this show, and it's probably something that I may have subconsciously have been dancing around this whole time. So today is the day. My brother and I have put on our big boy pants today, and we're going to have a conversation that probably we shouldn't have, but we're going to have it anyway because... Fuck everybody else. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. So, today's topic of conversation will be cancel culture. That's what we're talking about today. Not specifically just Dave, although yes, that topic will come up. The concept of it, how it started, how we got here, where we're headed, all of the above. We're talking cancel culture today. So, if anything that is said on the show absolutely offends you in any fucking way, good. intro a bunch of times now so i keep checking to make sure yep still came from the same exact mother my name is aj orsini once again joined by the great deceived dave dave the great the great yeah Ooh, i don't know so here's what we're gonna do now as far as your intros go i have felt that for the last year i've been very casual with your name but you've been oh. here for a while so what's gonna happen is is i'm gonna build a foundation mm. as we proceed through this season i guess you could say this year of orsini's uh, <laughs> uncensored mind right. i am going to try to compound as many adjectives on you as i possibly can throughout the course right of this show so today you will be i'm setting the bar low now and i'm going to continuously <laughs> build like a lego set today you are great who knows what you'll be next week we'll see mm, we'll see where <laughs> we'll see where this episode takes yes, us we will because i feel like i'm being baited oh uh, no 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 i'm being not, fucking baited <laughs> i am recording <laughs> we're, we're we're putting in uh we're putting in some some extra effort on today's episode because i know exactly no let me not say that i don't know exactly i have a good idea of where you're headed with today's topic and it's 
perfectly fine with me across the board. You can say whatever it is you want. I don't care. This is uncensored mind. But the reason why I chose this particular topic today and customized my little disclaimer thing at the beginning here is because feelings. Mm. Oh, dear Lord, the feelings. All mm-hmm. important feelings. Uh, feelings obviously are not new to the human race. But mm-hmm. for a long time, feelings have kind of taken the back seat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Culture throughout the world, always, you know, you got to get through it. Buck up. Keep your chin up. You know, don't let it get you down. What's depression? What is that? Who gives a shit? Move on. Keep, keep, what is it? Time marches on. You can't let one can't weep forever. You, you can't get into your feelings. Stop being so emotional. Blah, 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 blah. So I have a feeling that regardless of whatever it is we say today to a certain group of people, it will be wrong. And to another certain group of people, it'll be the gospel. But then we'll say something else and the roles will switch. My point is, it doesn't really matter what you say, because whatever you say is going to hurt the feelings of someone. So the way that I figure it, if I'm going to get into a car wreck, baby, I want it to be spectacular. I want it. I want it on the six o'clock news for the rest of the week. I want this to be so. If I'm going down, I'm going down in flames. So here we go. So the topic of today. Now I know a lot of people were kind of curious where we were going to head with today's episode. Not for the topic, but there's a lot of wrestling things going on. King of the Ring, Queen's Crown. Uh, Will Ospreay's back in New York. A lot of people were looking to me to talk about these high level interest pro wrestling topics but alas i decided to go in another direction uh if you want to know someone's opinion on those matters there are other podcasts out there to go check that out my god you did because i don't know what it was this week about wrestling man i just wasn't interested i don't know i gotta catch up on some stuff i tried to watch it like three times and i'm just like i just not that I hate this. I'm just yeah. not in the mood I right now. That was my thing. I just, I don't I just care. wasn't in the mood. That's all. So yeah, there was kind of glad you chose something yeah, else. There was a draft that I don't care about. Yeah. Because it's just moving. It's you took 10 pounds of shit and you put it in a box and all you did was swirl it. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what brand they land on. It's the same rigmarole. It's the same stuff. I didn't care. As far as the King of the Ring tournament goes, also don't care. I've been trained by WWE to not give a shit about the King of the Ring, so I don't care. Mm, conditioning. Something, yes, conditioning. They told me that tournament doesn't mean shit, so I don't care. It wasn't right. until they planned on doing it when all of a sudden there were specials and commercials and how important is the King of the Ring? It's not important at all because you guys got rid of it for years and only tend to bring it back now whenever it's necessary to get a particular star over. Because right. you can't book a storyline to get him over. You'd rather just use the King of the Ring tournament, which means I don't give a shit. Right. So, but you digress. Mm-hmm. I do digress. I'm trying to stay higher graded because this weekend was long. Mm. I'm, not even, I'm not even drunk. I'm just trying to hydrate. I uh, respect it. Oh, there you go. So, I didn't go with a pro wrestling topic for this week. I could not, fa- I could not physically find the will to look past all of the other topics of conversation that have hit the news waves. Good. And of course, uh, we have to start, I guess, at the epicenter of the most recent example of what we're going to be talking about today. Got to talk about our boy Dave. 
Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, for those of you who don't know, because you probably only know the name and not the actual legacy we're talking about here. Dave Chappelle, of course, being one of the best. I would find it hard to believe people that listen to you wouldn't know who Dave Chappelle well, is. Well, here's the thing. I'm hoping... See, this is my thing. I don't do my shows just for the people who listen. I'm hoping the people who stumble upon it, right? who maybe don't listen to me all the time, will have some, for, some sort of frame of reference when they hear the rest of this episode. So I always right. start from the beginning here. You never know who's peeking through the blinds. You never know. You never, you never know. know. I don't play to the house. What do they say in the NFL? I don't play to the stadium. I play to the camera, baby. You never know who's flipping through the channels and might find a podcast worth the shit, which ours is. So that's good. So that's good. Yeah, a thousand (laughs) podcasts out there. Matt, many of them worth the shit. I'm trying to make sure we stay one of them. So a frame of reference here. Dave Chappelle, of course, uh, world famous stand-up comedian who had a deal with Netflix about, I want to say, four to five specials. Yeah, that he had like that. lined up something around those numbers, and he just recently released his final one, which was called The Closer. And boy, oh boy, uh, did he Mariano Rivera, Rivera <clears throat> this one? Uh, he hit these bitches with the knuckleball for real, uh, the cutter, I should say. Uh, right. Yeah, that's actually. I mean, I thing. guess, oh, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really even think it was that bad. Oh no, we're on the same page about that. I honestly like I I I think back on like some of the stuff that he said and I don't even understand where the problem is. I couldn't find it. So maybe you know, maybe you've been watching the forums or something, but well, I have no clue where the issue is. Well, the issue is not this and this is why I wanted to talk about this on the show. I'm glad we're this is where we're starting for a specific reason. Dave didn't really say anything on stage during the closer. He told a few stories. Well, he did, but he also he used the stories as a vehicle to share a point, and he hit the point. He at always the end. does. He he's always a does. Legend. Right, because that's his brand of comedy. He's a storyteller. That's the way that he kind of does his thing. Everything that he said on that special, to be honest with you, is not something new, and it's not even the worst version of. What he said, uh, right. I, I think personally, Dave has been worse on the transgenders before the closer. But I think, yeah, for sure. As as some people framed it up perfectly, as each special moved forward, it got a little crazier and a little crazier. So there was, I think, a belief that once the closer was announced, okay, here comes the last special. Their ears were already kind of perked up, like they were waiting for it. Please, go ahead, make my fucking day. Say something crazy. And again, like you stated, and I actually agree with you, I don't really feel like, I don't feel like what he said was the worst thing that Dave has ever said. To be honest with you, I don't think this stand-up was really all that ha-ha funny. I was, trust me, I was still fully engaged because I can listen to that guy talk about literally nothing and just be locked into it. But I honestly, I don't even think he's, that's why I was so confused about what's going on right now. He didn't even fucking say anything. Well, see, that's the thing. So, no, I actually agree with you on that as well. He use he uses comedy to tell his stories, and sometimes uh, he will use those stories and anecdotes in a way that sometimes the story needs to prevail higher than the comedy. I'll take you back to the previous special, which 
nobody talks about, which is hilarious to me, but I think it was called 8 minutes 40, 47 seconds, but it was numerical. So it was just 8, 4, 7, right, with the little, the little sem- the colon in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it was a short special. It wasn't even a full-on special. Netflix considered it part of the deal because of the subject matter, but I think it might, I don't even think it was an hour. I right. think it was a lot less than that, and that was the sit-down he had when he had people come in uh, and they talked about the George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. And he and he his comedy. A lot of people looked at that special and went, "Well, I mean, that wasn't really that funny." Well, he felt in that moment that the story outweighed the haha. And because yeah, I don't think that I think that one specifically was made not to really be comedy. It was right. more of him like sharing an opinion, which, dude, he could do that all day. I, you're taking my money. I don't care where that is. I'm watching that. But I use that as a, as an example as a frame yeah. of what we're talking about here because I think he did the same thing here. Right. The only difference was is the subject matter. When Dave goes on a rant about black people, no one cares the blacks don't care when he does a whole bit on how shitty white people are no one cares mm-hmm. didn't doesn't even move the meter the last special he had when he did the opioids joke right i don't know if you saw the last special when he was talking about the the opioid addiction over in ohio mm-hmm. and how it reminded him of the crack epidemic back in the 80s with the blacks Right. And he said, and I sympathize with you white folks, because when I see these white folks on opioids and he pauses, and he goes, I don't give a fuck either. He's like, <laughs> he's like, just say no. How hard is that? You know, like I play <laughs> on what happened in the 80s. Right, 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 right. But that's, so, so he basically he, saying that I get what you I get you guys now because yeah, I don't give a fuck right, right now. Just you, like you didn't yeah. give a fuck back then. Right. Exactly. Yep. And so when he goes on, when he did the George Floyd deal. He went after the police, not in an aggressive way, just like he doesn't go aggressive in either direction anyway. No. And, and and nothing. The only controversial thing or the only statements that he's ever made on his show that becomes controversial is when he goes after the LBGTQ community. Mm-hmm. It's the only time it ever hits the news waves. And it's not just Dave. Mm-hmm. Any celebrity who says anything about that particular group it becomes huge news that's dave's right. point right now that dave i'm not gonna sit here and say dave didn't express that clearly because he obviously did but it's not being received the way in which he's delivering the message which is part of his point yeah which is another part of his point because when he told his story about the the friend that he had that was a transsexual who defended mm-hmm. him during all this, who mm-hmm. stated and they killed they killed her. Yeah, who by the way is already dead. That story he told about the lady at the end of that story, he goes and she killed herself because of the backlash she faced of defending him. And mm-hmm. when the story came out and it became more well known of a story, they still dragged her and she's dead. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help. In my opinion, doesn't help your case when you do some shit like that. Oh, they don't give a fuck. No, dude. they don't give a. There's fuck. power in numbers and aggression. Power in numbers and aggression. So you don't have to be right. Yeah. So that's the story with Dave, right? He said some things. You know, more specifically, I'll I'll throw a few more specific bits out just again so we can get the idea of what we're really talking about here. He made a comment about the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And he made a joke about the fact that he could be at a urinal and there'll be a woman who walks into the men's bathroom. 
Mm, yeah, that was funny. And then and because it's so fucking true. Yeah, and he walks into the stall and he whips out, in Dave's words, a meaty dick. A hammer. A hammer, as the dreamer would call it. <laughs> uh, he's got a hammer on him, and he comes in, and 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 Dave, <laughs> and he said out loud, you know, that would make me uncomfortable. And then he made the joke that I would rather a, a, a man walk in. <laughs> And back into the urinal and, and pee that way, of course, being misconstrued that he's peeing out of his butt. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's got his quirks and he's just like, I would, I would almost rather this. The other one makes me uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. So that was a specific comment that people pointed to and said, look, look how he looks. Look how he feels about this, this, this. It's how he feels. Right. It's how he feels. Right. He's supposed to be uncomfortable now. For your comfort, what are we what are we talking about? So, I wanted to bring up this conversation. I think it's important. yeah, they're uncomfortable that you're uncomfortable. Yeah, why aren't you comfortable? It's completely normal. No, uh, well, see, that's the thing. No, no, it's not. And we're going to explain today why it's not. And we're going to also explain today how the hell we got to this point because apparently this whole thing is now starting to spin completely one hundred percent out of control. Dave, can I can I give you? Just so we can start here, can I give you Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, mm-hmm. right? This is pure definition stuff. Right. It's the only reason that this fucking thing even exists is to give I like pure definitions. There you go, because it's a nice little starting point as to where we're headed. Because heading. verbiage is very important, and unfortunately, with a lot of slang, things can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to definition, when it comes to debates and arguments, I, I love definitions. There you go, because <laughs> it's a starting point. Now... I'm going to read you, it's really short, one sentence, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, read yeah. you the Webster's Dictionary's definition of cancer culture. Now, I want you to also know before I read Is this. Is that in a dictionary? That's exactly where I was headed. <laughs> I did not even know it was in the dictionary. I Googled the definition of it because I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page of what we're talking about here. And it came. the first link was Webster. And I said, wow, Webster's really on the fucking ball. They got everything in here. They got everything They in got there. the update package. They got all the who's and the what's of today's culture. They're up to date. They're up to date. But all they right. do well, have one here. What is it? It says, the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling, and then it gives you a link for, you know, cancel entry one sense, blah, 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 as an example. So in mass canceling, as a way of expressing disapproval, in exerting social pressure. And then it gives you, you know how it gives you like sentences to give you the context or whatever. For those of you who aren't aware, cancer culture refers to the mass withdrawal of support from public figures or celebrities who have done things that aren't socially accepted today. This practice of canceling or mass shaming often occurs on social media platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Mm-hmm. So... I have another one here that I want to read. The relative difficulty of doing something good and the prolonged waiting period to receive credit for it is why cancer culture has flourished. It offers quicker social rewards. Now, why am I giving you this fucking definition? Because you got to know the facts, man. Got to know the facts, but I, I needed to also put it out there so that when I expressed my opinion, you know where I'm coming from with this. I 
support cancel culture. Mm, if now, only on. you were allowed to be so vague. I know. I know. But hold on. Follow me with this. Take this ride with me, folks. Reach into the camera and feel right now. No, I need you to understand all of this. Okay? I do support it. Because I want you all to remember how this all really started before the social media stuff. Because in the definition here, it tells you it predominantly takes place on social media platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And people will take that and they'll spin it and they'll say, oh, that Twitter, that Instagram, that Facebook stuff, it's so toxic. No. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you guys the same thing I tell all my friends who hit me up. I'm going to take a social media break. No, 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 no. You don't need a social media break. You need a break from the people you have on your social media. (laughs) These social medias are not designed to automatically put statuses and comments out like robots. Right. There are people on this. Twitter doesn't suck. The people on Twitter are garbage. And this is coming from someone who's on Twitter. I have a Twitter account, but the only reason I use it is for this, for this show, and for uh, 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 any other products or any other things, sh- uh, wrestling shows, uh, promotional purposes. I don't put right. any of my personal shit on Twitter. You right. know, y'all don't see pictures of my wife and my son and I on fucking vacation and. You know, you guys don't see me videotaping. Hey, guys, I'm leaving my house completely unattended for the next two weeks with all of my expensive shit in it. That's not that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I use it for. But I'm telling you, there's it's not the program. Well, now you're just social media shaming. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. So follow along with me here. (laughs) I'm not again to fix that statement. I'm not shaming social media. I'm shaming the people who are on social media. Who use this? Look at you, defend. Look, look at you, conditioned to defend yourself. You yeah, don't even realize absolutely. you just did that. That's no, all part of the. Apparently, it's a part of all explanations now. That you you have don't to even realize you there. did it, dude. Okay. We all just like filter ourselves <laughs> so quick. Even I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure it's clear to people what exactly I'm going after here, and it's not the social media apps, it's not the environment, it's the people. You people who use this as a fucking weapon, not as a fucking mass organization tool. Could you imagine a world just for a second where social it's almost as if before social media, everyone was just so happy. It was in such a natural place that voices of concern. That's what it, that's what people assume it was, right? Because they didn't really have a lot of stuff in their face. Just because someone's getting stabbed in the woods around the corner that you don't know about doesn't mean that your neighborhood is safe. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I mean, before social media, before everyone had a voice, because before st- because that's what social media really did. It became a bullhorn for people who couldn't be heard in the first place. Before True, social isn't media, necessarily a bad thing. No. That's where I'm headed with this. I'm with you. I'm because, slow walking you yeah. into that bitch. <laughs> That's where I'm headed with <clears> this. Before people are of the opinion, just like when they say, oh, the news media is trying to convince you. where Okay, but these things existed before the news and the media. Right. News and media, social media, all of these things were created because all this negative shit was happening beforehand. 
and they needed a platform for people to tell their fucking story. Before social media, before the news, before media, before 24-hour coverage, before all that stuff even happened, if you got mugged in the park and there was no way to warn other people, that was just a bad neighborhood at that point. That's it. Who are you going to... How are you going to get the message right. out there to the masses? Word of mouth, it starts bad. to travel. People right. are like, hey, people yeah. robbing people. Word, word of, of mouth spreads in that area. But if you're right. a tourist, if you're traveling, if you're you coming never in, know. you will never fucking know. If you're an innocent family of four, husband, wife, daughter, son, the white picket fence, the dog, and you're like, hey, we're going to go take a family trip to New York, and we're going to all go together. They've never been to New York. It's good. I hear in New York is all the rave. Let's mm. go. And they go to fucking New York, and they go down fucking Rape-A-Bitch Alley, and they don't fucking know ahead of time. Two out of Again. four of the family members of that family are not going to have a good fucking trip. No. No. But Bad reviews on Yelp. Yes. But the, exactly. Bad. <laughs> thumb down. Unsubscribed. Never again. It's not going to happen that way. Social media. The <clears throat> internet. News media. These, were all, these are all tools and methods in which people use to better protect themselves and get information they need to make the right goddamn decisions. Right. But that's not what it's being used for. That's how nope. we got to where we are. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. Because cancer culture, to me is an awesome fucking thing. It's just being wielded like a fucking idiot. Not right. everything needs to be fucking canceled and thrown through the fucking window of a moving fucking train. When we were back, can you imagine how helpful cancer culture would have been when Hitler and his boys rolled into Germany like, yes, we will fix all of this. No, that's that would not have if they would have banded together and hit Twitter like hashtag Adolf sucks or, you know, <laughs> fuck Nazism or whatever the fuck and gotten the word out. Hey, guys, they're fucking with us over here. Please hashtag save the Jews or something. If there would have been a way to get a word out as to what was actually happening. Same thing when can you do you think Japan would have been able to pull off the bombing of Pearl Harbor if we would have had social media? Can you imagine if we would have had cell phones in Japan? Uh-oh, niggas just gearing up. What are we going to do? Wonder where they're headed. Hashtag Japanese army. Hashtag on the move. On the move. Yeah. Hashtag if we would have had 24-hour news coverage. <clears throat> Look at the way that 24-hour news coverage is. I could find out at 2 in the morning if a panda gave birth to the last surviving panda in a fucking zoo in Wyoming. I could do that at 2 in the morning. I've tried. I've been high enough before. I've watched Animal Planet videos at 2 in the morning. No fuck with me. I've seen this shit. If we would have had access to that shit before, it would have been a wonderful tool. Imagine all the military strategy that was used with a radar and a piece of goddamn paper. Imagine what we could have had, how quick World War II would have happened if they didn't have to walk their bombs into enemy territory to, bet to fucking set them off. The technology and the improvements that we've made over the years these are all things that can be used appropriately they can be used usefully they can be used in a positive manner but they're not because now everyone has a voice because everyone. humans have control of it right and humans are shitty humans That's traditionally traditionally speaking humans are pretty shitty I, and that's not an opinion piece pick up any history book even the ones 
that have quote unquote been edited from the from the perspective of the winners. You ever hear the story? Well, in the history books it says this, but you know, the, to the victor goes <clears throat> the spoils. Okay, but even in their book, they're pretty shitty. <clears throat> I've read a few of these history books in school. They don't exactly come off looking great in a lot of fucking situations. And this isn't a white black thing. This is a human thing. Right. Talk to the talk to any Asian person, any one of Japanese or Chinese descent. Ask them how that relationship has been over the centuries between China and Japan. Talk to any Korean who feuds in beefs with other Koreans. Talk to ha- Haiti. That re- that Haiti and Dominican Republic. Ask them how that relationship has been over the years and see what kind of stuff you get. Uzbekistan and Pakistan. Russia and literally anyone else on planet Earth. I mean, I'm telling you, the rivalries are real. Right. Humans are shitty. They've always been shitty. It's always been about power. It's always about being in control. And it's always about being... Some countries don't hide it. I think Korea still... No, not Korea. Excuse me. I think China... China's the one who has a ban on all these social medias except for one. They created one for themselves called WeChat. Right. Where it's like a full method uh, program where you could just do a little bit of everything, a little messaging, a little posting, da da da. But they monitor everything. Right. They're on top of it. They control it. They're controlling the message. They're controlling <clears throat> the narrative. They're controlling the wording. And, the, and, because they're do people will look at that and go, well that's censorship. Yes, it is. But you know what yeah. you're getting out of it? A lot less headache than we're getting over here. Right. Because life has proven if you give human free will, they will fuck shit up. They can't do it right. <laughs> they can't do the whole I learned free will when we used to go remember when we got used to get dragged to all those hall meetings? Mm-hmm. And they used to go, God gave a person free will. When I was a child and I heard that, a child, I was like, well, that was dumb. <laughs> and not knowing what I was talking about, but to me it seemed stupid. Right. Because, again, I'm a human being. So you just told me a story of a being of ultimate omnipotence. He is a god. He has control of all things in the universe. And you're telling me he gave Free will. He created human beings and then told them, I created you. I own you. I can do anything I want with you. But I'm going to give you the ability to choose whether or not you love me or not. And in those stories, guess what humans did? They, they chose did, not they to. They chose not to. <laughs> and, then, and then when they didn't, he created a place to send all these fucking people that he created a place. Get, you're triggering me. Yeah, don't, a place. Don't, don't, don't get me walking down this road, man, because <laughs> we could spend a whole a, fucking episode on this shit. <laughs> a place oh my God. where if you choose not to serve or to worship me, you will rest in uncomfortably for the rest of eternity. So it's like you... I want you to choose to love me. Well, I don't. Well, then burn, bitch. <laughs> burn. That is the role model burn. that all of you have chosen to follow. So why is it a surprise that when a group mm. of humans, an entity, 
attains any kind of if power. If you don't listen, stroke, you're banished. You're oh, banished. Are look you, at you. Are you connecting seeing where it I'm all. heading? Thank you. <laughs> Dotting the line. Thank you. I'm glad someone figured it out. That's where we're headed with this oh, You know what? I'm going to give you props on that. That was good. You have a choice. You can use this for good. And some people have. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein is a fucking monster. Has been for a long time. But he came from a generation of monsters. No pun intended. Yeah. Before social media, before the internet, before any of things happened, if you were raped, you were just raped. And that's it. It was just and fucked up part to... is too is that like even if you did speak up, that was still the case. Mm-hmm. Like, um, hey, I was raped like brutally. Like, yeah. I'm actively still bleeding right now. Yeah. Oh, well, the... okay. Well, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Okay? Well, I mean, hush, hush. You know, we have a machine to run here. Yeah. Can you just shut yeah. up? Thank you. Rape. You got some dick. Relax. You got, <laughs> you got what you wanted out of the deal. Right. Rape, sexual assault, sexual abuse, harassment. These were all things that were a part of the workforce. This wasn't something new that was invented recently. It was a part, a common practice in everything, I want to say, post-90s. And the only reason why I'm separating generations is because pretty much post-90s, it was so easy to just get away with it because it was so ingrained. Women went to work knowing this was going to right, happen. Right, right, right. A lot of they, people went to those auditions and stuff understanding that they might have to suck a dick to get yeah, the role. Some of them embraced it. Some of them didn't. Some of right. them walked right out. It all depends. But the point is, is that all of the ones involved knew that that was a common practice back then. Right. Now we move into the 90s a little bit and technology is getting a little bit different. Now we're getting, uh, now cell phones are becoming more uh, 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 accessible to people. Not the digital ones we have today, but now you have communication within your pocket. Okay? Now right. you have the ability to call 911 on the spot. You don't have to get beat up or assaulted by your car and then trudge four blocks with a broken ankle to get to a payphone. You know what I'm saying? You got cell right. phones there. We're starting to get AOL toward the end of the 90s. Now we've got chat rooms. Now we've got forums. We're starting to get things now. 2000 and on, it's almost impossible for anyone to sneeze without it being on fucking Instagram, right? right? So now all of these people who created this whole atmosphere, or at the very least, if didn't create, participated, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, Louis C.K., I mean, all these people, Roseanne, all these people who are quote-unquote canceled, they're canceled today. But remember, folks, these people lived this life for decades. Mm. Roseanne always felt that way. Louis C.K. has been jerking off in public for fucking years. It, It was a common joke amongst comedians, right? R. Kelly's been pissing on minors who knows how long, okay? Bill Cosby, with, with, with his allegations and all the women that he's been with, which we talked about on the show, all of this stuff, as gross and as disgusting as it sounds, has been common practice for fucking These are just years. the famous ones. These are just the famous ones. These aren't even the ones you and I had a conversation 
on the show of a promoter. You remember our boy mm-hmm. over here, yeah. Colin West, we talked about? Yeah. Mad under the radar. No one had a fucking clue until one random person just decided to background check him and all of his shit came up. And then when all of his shit came up, all of the, the social media swirled and more investigating, more and more researching, more reaching out to people. And all of a sudden, he's been diddling boys and girls for years. And nobody fucking knew. And, and this happened during the age of social media. This happened during the age. It still happens today. It still happens. It still happens. Yeah. But cancer culture can't fish out all of the bad fish. All they could really do is hope to get enough of the big fish, and that will scare off the little fishes. Folks, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. These people who commit crimes like this don't look at celebrities and go, oh my God, if they got him, they'll come get me. No, they think the opposite way. They think, of course they're going to get Dave. Of course they're going to get this person. Of course they're going to get that person. They'll never find me. Because I'm, impo- I'm not important enough for people to actually give a shit about. So right. that's why sometimes a lot of the criticism for cancer culture is, do you care about the topic or do you care about the person? Because that's why Dave is a very, very good point for us to really have a conversation about. Because Dave says some things that I get it. They can be controversial. You don't understand it. I don't understand it. But you know why we don't? We're not trans. So I don't know how to ex- how, how to take that. I'm not trans. When I hear a white guy do a black joke, or when I hear a black guy even doing a Spanish or an Asian joke, I get that. I choose not to be offended by it. Jokes are jokes. But I can see where someone who doesn't have that kind of sense of humor can be offended. I can only hope that I can rationalize that to trans. But because I'm not trans, I don't live that life every day. I'm not getting that hate mail. I'm not getting those death threats. So when Dave Chappelle goes up there and makes jokes, I don't feel how they feel. So I'm being empathetic toward at least that part. But I think I don't necessarily agree with that. But again, whatever. Like, but where I'm going with it is, is that even if I, even if I can empathize with someone's words being offensive his words are words there are people out there who will literally beat you to death in the middle of the street just for being trans there are people who will go on social media and will say fuck transgenders who are putting the hashtag mental illness to people who are transgender there are people out here that are literally that will put their default picture of them choking a transgender person. There are real enemies to transgender sexuality. Dave ain't one of them. Dave ain't one of them. He may he may say something that might get you upset. He may say something. Listen, he says things that gets other people upset all the time. He couldn't even go all the way on his own show when it came to nigger. He couldn't even go all the way with that. He gave, he told that joke the other day. I'm not the other day, excuse me, on one of the other specials. My, probably one of my favorite Chappelle jokes of the recent Netflix stuff when he was talking to the standards and practice lady and he did a skit where he used the word faggot. And they said, well, you can't use that word. And he said, well, why can't I use that word? And they said, well, Dave, 
you're not gay. And he understood that. And he said, oh, okay. And that's when he came back. He said, well, well, I actually jumped the gun on that. He goes, he goes, why can't I use the word? He goes, when I do skits and I say the word nigger with impunity, I could just say nigger all I want, but I can't say faggot. Why is that? And that's when she said, well, Dave, you're not gay. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, just for the record, I'm not a nigger either. <laughs> and, I remember that yeah. one. <laughs> and hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well put. Just the, just the thought, the thought of that. Just like the, I, I wish I could have been there for that actual conversation yeah. and like seen his face because that shit face. is just funny. Yeah. And, that, <clears throat> and that's a very valid point that he made. Is like, so I can only really talk about things. Or I can really only be critical of things unless I'm in the club. And right. I think that's where the conversation of where comedy and controversy meet. Because right. I personally don't believe, and I'll give you the floor in a second, but I personally don't believe that comedy should be restricted to the club. I think comedy should be full range. Well, it's not. Well, people that's can what people want are trying that to want, happen, it, right? Yeah, no, but it'll never happen. That's yeah. what comedy is. Comedy is to challenge things in a funny way, to lighten the mood in order for you to think a different way, right? Because if you, if you only think with anger, frustration, annoyance, your mind is only going to be on one track. But if you can loosen someone up to take something a little bit lightly – and then take a deep breath and then visit the topic again, you're more than likely you can have some, you know, some better, some different, not better. Let's not say better. Let's say different thought process that'll help you guide you to a different conclusion about something. But I think comedians are also, although they have made a, a lot of changes in, in their delivery and some of the topics, I think comedy will always evolve in a manner of doing exactly what it does and that which is you know lightening up the mood so that people can see things from a different different perspective that that's what comedy is always going to do i don't think it's ever going to change i don't think it should change as 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 definitive as you just put it there i think that's the exact reason to be honest with you why we need it i don't even think it's a situation of of personal taste i think we i I used to hear the phrase all the time, if, and I'm sure you've heard it, and I'm sure the people who are listening to this show have heard it. Uh, you know, if you if you don't pay attention to your past, if you ignore the past, you're doomed to repeat it. I never liked the idea of just erasing something that has happened just for the simple sake of, well, I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. It's like, or, or it's 2021. Aren't we done with this racist shit? No. No. And to be honest with you, if we were done with it, I would still want to talk about it right. so that it doesn't come back. That's the point. Right. That's why it needs to still be a conversation. My favorite part of the trip that I took to uh, Washington, D.C., which I never really got a chance to talk about on this show. I should do that one day. But my trip to D.C., uh, the whole point of that trip was because my wife and I thought of something very interesting. Um, we hear all the time about what this country is supposed to be about, what this country was founded on, all that stuff. And everybody has different opinions about it and different experiences. You know, a white guy growing up in America has one experience. A black guy growing up in America has a completely different fucking experience. Right. But 
my son, who is going to be seven in, a, in about four months, he is getting old, and I'm speeding him up because I want him to fuck out of my house so I can bang my <laughs> wife again in the living room and everything's fine. Oh, the feeling so, to free ball again. Yes. Uh, well, no, I, I haven't stopped that completely. <laughs> completely. Just, I'm just, just much more elusive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a little bit more respectful of his time. When he goes to bed, I'm out. You know, that's like, it, man. When he goes down, so do the draws, and that's what that's I'm saying. It. And so we, uh, my son had asked me because my son's really into um, this show called Xavier Riddle and the Secret Museum. And it's like one of those, it's a PBS kids show. Mm-hmm. And it takes these kids on these magical little rides or whatever to meet all these famous people. And my son, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, got addicted to the story about Amelia Earnhardt and the plane and, and all these different famous people. And he found out at school that you could see a lot of these famous things by going to Washington, D.C. and checking out the museums and checking out the buildings and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So my son went, hey, I would love to go there one day. I've never oh. been to D.C. He's becoming a little bit of a history boss. Yeah, a little bit, of, a little bit, a little bit. And, okay. and he goes, I, you know, I've, I would love to go and see some of this stuff. And I've never in my fucking life been to D.C. Neither has my wife. Right. So we Sounds realized, like a fun trip. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? We've never actually gone. And we're such hard-headed New Yorkers that we just figure if it's not in New York, fuck the rest of the planet. We said, fuck it. Yeah, we was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's get in the car and let's fucking do this. So we did it. And I was fortunate enough that my sisters, uh, our sisters, uh, got, you know, involved in the trip, too, and really made this a really cool trip for Alex. It was really fun. Here was my takeaway from Washington, D.C., and I think it fits into our conversation. We traveled to as many museums as to be honest with you, that interests us. Not every museum interests us, right? We're not going to go to everything. We don't have that kind of time. Right. But we went to as many as we could. And the one place I wasn't really feeling, I was like, I don't really know if I want to blah, 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 blah. But I went. Right. But I went. Was the history of Native Americans. And okay. I, and the biggest reason that I decided, my son wanted to go because he likes the Indian stuff. But I decided to go because... I just wanted to see the spin. I'm like, what are they going to say in here? Hmm. Because I'm like, you, you, I'm thinking in my head, we, we did some pretty crazy shit to these Indians when, when the Europeans got here. And I just kind of want to know what it is they're going to say. Right. I want to know how the story was spun. That's where my curiosity was. So I walked in. It's four floors, beautiful building. They got a whole bunch of real, authentic Native American shit in there. And it was given to them by actual leaders of the tribe. And I don't mean leaders like back in the day. Like these old, I mean actual Roy from down the block. Right. Who still runs his own tribe. Because I don't know if people know this, but Indians still do exist. They exist. No, no, they and do. And they still have tribes. They still have powwows. Uh-huh. They still have all that shit. Yes, it is a real they thing. They still do all that stuff that you hear about. It's still a thing. And uh, and they give they gave. It's at this point, it's literally just like another cultural yeah community. You would be surprised how many people were in there who were in oh, the no. museum with us that really thought they went the way of the dinosaur. Like they extinct. They're yeah. extinct. Because a lot of the screens, they play videos and stuff, and a lot of that shit happened like yesterday. And people are huh. like, holy shit. 
You're still well, hold on. That's my block. That yeah, word. No, not, not for block. nothing. One of the, not for nothing. Uh, one of the people that was interviewed, uh, he had to put his cell phone down so he could answer the question. Oh, I'm sorry. He put his cell phone down. I'm like, this shit happened like, like yesterday, bro. Like, what the right, fuck? Right, right, right. I got and, you. And and you know, my biggest takeaway from that museum was the fact that they they didn't spin anything, and I'm not entirely sure if that's part of the agreement of even having it, because they gave willingly these artifacts. So right. I'm thinking maybe that was my assumption when I left. I was like, maybe they did it on the condition that we get to tell our story because I think people should know the story. Right. And there are certain floors. There are certain areas where you kind of get the Americanization part. But there was one line, and I don't know if people know this, but apparently it was an extremely controversial line at the time and a very important line as to how Native Americans were treated in this country. And I don't know if anyone's heard this before. But I, I need to put it out there because it's it burned a hole in me. It's stuck in me big time. It was called um I wanna get it right. Uh Save the Man, Kill the Indian. Mm. I don't know. Have you heard that before? Is that something mm. that you've heard before? No, it doesn't really ring a bell to me, but it sounds kinda of fucked up. It it didn't it didn't ring a bell to me either. So the wall, it was a mural and it had a screen in the middle. And you know these museums, they play a video and then it loops. Right, right. So I caught it toward the end, so I was like, I was interested. I, I wanted to know what that meant. Save the man, kill the Indian. So I, my family was like, hey, are you going to? I'm like, no, y'all niggas can go. I want to see what the hell happened to my man over here before I leave. Right. So I watched the video. It's very quick, but it tells the story of how when the education system was created here in the United States, mm-hmm. how the Native Americans were still trying to adjust to even having this new occupancy. And they began, and they being the Europeans that had settled here, they began a process of indoctrination amongst the Indians, but they didn't call it indoctrination. Obviously, they didn't have that kind of terminology back then. But what they figured was they actually, and this is how shit like this gets started, they believed that the Indian people, that the Native Americans, were actually very, very smart individuals. They, they work they utilized the land very well. It, it had to be smart. Yeah. They didn't have technologies. They yeah, had, you know, exactly. they still went through the same thing humans do. They give birth. They get injured. They get yeah. sick. They were actually and... very, very impressed with how they handled, like you just said just now, illness and weather. And they were just very impressed how these savages, so to speak, have been able mm-hmm. to just survive the way that they have. They're like, these are yep. pretty intelligent individuals. So whenever you hear whenever you hear people say, well, they were savages, and I don't know how cartoons and movies have painted it, but they never actually considered them savages in the sense of just mindless beasts. They considered them savages due to uh, proper hygiene or manners, their hoity-toity version of what society should look like. That's what they meant right. by savages. Right. Not the Pixar version where they're eating raw dinosaur bones or whatever the fuck. Right. But it, it, this is what they meant by save the man, kill the Indian. They looked at this individual and said, wow, he can wipe his own ass and brush his own teeth and he can raise his <laughs> kids and he can read books and he can do that. He, wow, what a great person. Too bad he's a fucking brown person, thus dirty. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to teach him our ways. We're going to make him comfortable in what we do. And then we're gonna, once he gets comfortable with us, we're going to slowly get him away from his own traditions and his own habits. Right, right. Convert him, convert so to speak. Him. Convert him, right. 
And that's what they meant by save the man, kill the Indian. We're going to make him smarter. We're going to make him better. He has raw potential. We're going to make him division one. But in order to do that, you got to make it to the league. You got to get rid of all that other shit. Yeah. If you want to train. Yeah. If you want to make it to the league, baby, if you want to get up here with the big boys, you got to get rid of the skirts and (laughs) get rid of the weather dancing. Wash your nuts. Yeah. Get rid of all that shit. If you can get past all that shit, then brother, you're going to be good to go. And, and that's what that shit meant. And it stuck with me because right. this is exactly what people are afraid of when transgender or lesbians or bi's or gays or queers or whatever your situation is. The reason why you're meeting so much resistance in this is because these people feel like you're trying to change everything. You're in, you, they feel you're indoctrinating them with your ideals and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's why they are resisting. They come from a generation where boy and girl, you're not going to be able to live in your world where all of that other stuff is accepted until these older folk, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sad to have to say this, but it's true, until the older folk dies off. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that it works. That's the way that it has always worked. Think back in time. Remember, it was okay. It was socially acceptable to own brown people. Remember when they used to make houses and the bathroom used to be outside? You know, outhouses. Outhouses existed because people thought that pooping and peeing inside your own home was unclean and unkempt. It's disgusting. Why would you do that? Ew. It has to be outside. And then someone said, man, it's fucking cold outside. Someone woke up and said, yo, wouldn't it be nice to have my shitter right Right here in the house? And the first person that did it, everyone looked at him and said, wow, what a disgusting human being. Why would he want to shit in his own home? How gross. How disgusting dumb can this person be it'll never work people are not going to buy their homes with bathrooms in it this is fucking dumb it's a waste of time and materials to be honest with you but it changed latinos came to this country and they were nothing more than 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 basically pussy and dishwashers that's all they were basically used for now they're ceos asians all people of all walks of life have all experienced this And gays and lesbians and transgenders and queers and bisexuals and everybody involved, they're not new to the cause either. They're not new to the cause. They've been experiencing Mm -hmm. discrimination for fucking years as well. We're not downplaying that. What we're saying is, is that every group of people who have ever been held down for a specific reason, eventually, when they crawl out of that rock, the question has to become, now that we're a part of the team, What do we do with our power? When George Floyd died and everyone was doing the rioting, there was a lady who stepped up. I played the audio on my show. She said, we're looking for equal rights. That's all we're looking for. And then she looked right in the camera and she said, based on history, you're lucky we're not looking for revenge. It's just equal rights for now. You're lucky. You're lucky. It ain't about revenge. And that's the kind of question we're talking about. Cancer culture is a good thing. 
If it has people thinking, if it has people scared, I'm scared to type anything. I'm scared to share anything. Good. You should probably double check it before you yeah. do it. It's nice to filter yourself. It's nice. It's it's right. okay to have to filter yourself. Right. Now, if you filter yourself and you still feel strongly about what it is you're going to share out there to the world, feel free. Mm, you, see, you see Dave did it's it. Not, listen, it's not a matter of them feeling strongly. I think it's more of a matter of the discomfort of having to filter themselves. I think that's where the issue yes, is. Yes, because they don't want to face... Listen, they could give a fuck about yeah. what they're about to say. They just don't. I had a guy. I Listen, I knew a guy. Nicest dude in the world. Really. Honestly, he had the biggest heart. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Here it comes. The nicest guy. No, seriously. Like, really dope dude. I wouldn't mind being his buddy and hanging out with him. Unfortunately, he's a fucking dick. And when I asked him, hey, man, why are you such a dick? You actually care. Like, I know that you care about people, but when you're around people, you come off like a prick. I just don't understand it. You, He would give the shirt off his back, and he just likes, you know, he likes to haze a little bit, but he just, when he, his demeanor is just very douchey. So I'm like, hey, man, if you just lighten up a little bit and try not to say certain things that you say that either you may find funny or you want to keep it real all the time because this is one of those guys who always has to be real. He cannot filter himself because then he doesn't feel okay with himself. So I'm like, you know, if you just pull that back a little bit, you would have a much better social life because one of his complaints is that he just doesn't have a really good social life. Well, if you just don't be a dick (laughs) and try to be kind, even if it hurts you just a little bit, like, be grateful that someone got you a napkin and don't feel like they gave it to you because they should. I know that sounds silly, but this is the demeanor that he gives off, right? Like, right. why would I thank you for handing me a napkin from over there? It's just a napkin. So to some people, they might say, well, that's ridiculous. It's just a fucking napkin. What's the problem? It's the ungratefulness from the little things to the even bigger things. And I just never understood why, even to this day, he refu- He would rather die alone in a room than pretend that he's appreciative of things that he feels he shouldn't have to be appreciative of. So that's what I mean when I say, I don't think it's the content that they feel so strongly about. I think it's the fact that they would that they feel like they're censoring themselves and they should, which is, which is what pisses people off. Again, I don't think they care about what they're saying. Just don't tell me what to do. Right. And that that's it. That's the, that's the biggest corporate of all this shit going on. Yeah. One crew wants them to be nicer and relax and stop being so aggressive about shit that has nothing to do with you. Other people are mad because you want them to change and they don't want to do that. No, they don't want to do that. It's we talked about that. Remember when we talked about the masks, right? He's right. like, I would wear the mask. Just don't tell me to wear the mask. Right, right. I'm yeah. gonna wear it on my own accord. Yeah, on my own accord. When I'm good and ready, I'll right. put the fucking thing on and I'll blah 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 blah. But, but yeah, and, and and you said to yourself, they just don't want to censor themselves. Well, guess what? You should, you should, because here's the thing: the one, the 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 the, the three words that get thrown around all the time. Well, freedom of speech. Right. I'm free to say whatever I want. You are. So am I. So go fuck yourself. You know, right. free freedom of speech speaking. 
they, 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 we said it for the masking. We'll say it here too. They just don't want consequences. That's it. They don't want consequences. That's it. And for the people who are engaging in the cancer culture of this, who are saying this person needs to be canceled because X, Y, Z, I sent you another link. And this is why this is another example of this is the wrong way to use it. John Oliver. Did you see that clip that I sent you? I did. I watched the whole thing. I like John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver's dope. I could watch him all goddamn day. Yeah, he's hilarious. He, he I don't like the news. I just it's a, it's a trigger for me. As like a kid, I I don't know. It's a trigger for me. It literally gives me depression. I'm not even kidding. So I try not to watch the news, but with him I can watch the news in a funny way. You see what I mean about comedy opening you up you to like different perspectives? Absolutely. Watching him talk about the news, I can digest it better. I fucking love John Oliver. John I was Oliver. introduced to him by uh by my wife, dude. Yeah. I never knew that guy existed. She watches him all the time. Yep. I watch him all the time. He is a do- he's dope at what he does. He explains everything so fucking well. He does. And he and he got fucking murdered because he made a joke. On that fucking thing. My, when I say murdered, I mean he got harassed a lot. I don't think for one goddamn second John Oliver gave two shits. But he made the joke. Uh, he was doing a piece on misinformation and how easily that can be misconstrued on the internet for something that is not factual but believed to be factual by certain groups. Right? And he was giving an example. The video in particular, that the piece in particular that I'm talking about is when he played a clip of a TikToker who was showing how easy it is to create propaganda. And then when it was over, he had stated, he goes, it's very easy for people to get lost in something that may look like it has a good basis and some substance to it, and it appears to be good when it's really not. Or as we say here in America, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the response that he got in the studio was more of a, oh, like they didn't boo or cheer it. It was more of a like, oh, why would you say that? And he just yells out, oh, Grow up, which was a perfect response. And then after that, he did it. It was over. They moved on. But after that, the Twitter outrage. How dare this man insult? I don't know what the is the MCU a living organism thing now? Is it just something we could just point at? And that's a thing. How dare he speak ill of the MCU? Like, are we fucking? You're not going to find bigger fan of the MCU than right here on this panel right here. And I'm telling you, this was not the fucking hill to die on <laughs> when it comes to even John Oliver's fucking opinions on things because he can be pretty vocal on shit too. And I, I this is this was an example to me again. This is how not to use the power, guys. This this is not to, uh, ca- hashtag cancel John Oliver should not exist. It just shouldn't. Even if you don't agree with the way that he explains certain things. Because there are certain groups, especially when he breaks down things like the situation in Afghanistan, where people involved, like Pakistan and those who disagree with his point of view, I get it. You can disagree with the point of view. But cancel him because he didn't like the MCU. How far are we willing to take this, folks? Where, is that what that is? Where, that's is that all what, is that, that was. What it is? That's all Made for him. That's all that it was about disliking. He the dislikes movies? the Marvel movies. Therefore, he's a piece of shit. What are we talking? You're, about? you're joking, right? No, no. That's why I said the team. Is that why I watched it? Like I didn't even know why I was watching. I was like, oh, this is cool. I just no. I like watching it, so no. I just watched it. I'm like, oh, no. what is this exactly? What are we talking about? No. This this is something that we this was brought up 
and he was literally attacked online because he had some said some ill words about the MCU, and the, and these people were not fucking having it. That's it. That's where, and that's why when people say I can't take cancer culture seriously because of this, this, this. Can't I said this in the beginning of the episode, and this is the reason why I said it at the beginning because I wanted it clear. I like cancel culture when used properly. If we can use this to get rid of the rapists and the assaults and the harassment, and not just for the women, but if we can get it going for the men as well, who are also being assaulted, who are also being put in these bad positions, who are also being falsely accused. Because there's a lot of men, especially like when we had the speaking out movement here in wrestling, there were a lot of men who were accused of shit and it never happened. And if it wasn't for this culture who researches and talks to people and tries to get feedback from other people, those people would have been canceled and dragged through the mud too. But it didn't happen. When this thing works the right way, this thing is a, it's a beautiful system. But it won't be a beautiful system if you keep using it on frivolous shit like this. It's like buying a bag of chips with your credit card. This is not like George Carlin used to say, a, battle, a bag of cheese doodles is not a major purchase, folks. Pull some fucking cash out and buy the fucking chips. If you <laughs> want to have a problem with John Oliver because he doesn't like the MCU, that's fine. But we don't need to fucking grab the pitchforks and the torches and for John fucking Oliver. It's unfucking necessary. It's fine. Right. This is part uh, this is part of the problem when it comes to this. This is why you guys don't get looked at in the most positive light. Because it gets used like this. It gets used like this. This is not the way we need to be using it. It's a powerful entity. It should be used in a powerful way. Dave Chappelle and he made the he was making the joke throughout his whole he started calling himself the anti transgender comedian during his own special. Not because he actually is, but because he believes that that's what you people believe. And like I say all the time to my wife, if I'm gonna be commit, if I'm gonna be convicted of a crime that I didn't commit, guess what? I'm a committed. Yeah. If I get committed, if I get convicted for murder and I didn't murder anybody, best and believe, the life of every security guard between that courtroom and jail is in jeopardy. (laughs) Because I'm killing a motherfucker before I go somewhere. Oh, my God. You're not going to convict know, me of fucking anything, and I'm just going to sit here and just go, well, I'm an innocent man. No, if I'm going to jail, somebody getting got. You better watch uh, the bus driver. You better watch the receptionist. Someone's going to catch these hands before I get to jail. Yeah. I don't know, man. People people are my biggest fear. I'm in a time of my life right now where kids is a conversation, and my biggest fear is just the fucking people, right? Like, I'm t- I am at a point where I don't want any influence of people to my kid until at least I know he can process things in his brain, man. You motherfuckers are so confusing with the kid. It breaks my heart to see online these kids talking about how they want to change their gender and shit. Dude, when you are born, you are born with like uh, essentially a clean slate. Now, I, I know like you're going to grow up and you're going to have feelings and things like that. But I think a lot of that shit is influenced, man. Like, Oh, I I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know, but it's just like everyone online is just saying random shit. Everyone's fighting for certain things. and, And a lot of it is good. And a lot of it is bad, but I just feel so bad for the kids, man. They're so fucking confused, dude. All the way down to like, 
cartoons now. Yeah. I went to um, I went to uh, my wife's mom's house, and her little brother was there watching a cartoon. And I'm he's always watching animes and cartoons. But I was fifteen, so he's just chilling. So I walk up behind him like always. I sit down and in the chair because he's usually in the living room, and I'm just watching what he's watching. I do it all the time. That's how I find out like some cool animes because he does watch a lot of animes and stuff. And he was watching this show, and it looked like a Disney show. Like, I think it was literally on Disney. I'm not sure, but it looked like a Disney show. And I'm watching it, and they're getting real. And mind you, these are, like, little less than teenager, the characters, age-wise. Probably right around early teen, preteen type level. And they're all, like, really heavy. I think the main character was a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, I get the inclusive thing, but I'm trying. And you know what? I try to be fair. So I started thinking, okay, is there, is there love? Do I remember love interests in cartoons at that level? Like this almost felt sexual. The, the, the love interest between Helga and Hey Arnold wasn't sexual. I don't, I can't recall any like, sexual things behind it maybe she maybe kissed the thing the 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 little mural she had of him but past that i don't know just they felt very like sexual tensiony like even as an adult watching this i'm like this feels inappropriate are we only doing this to send a message right like i feel like we're there these cartoons are being developed specifically to condition kids to understand that it's okay to be gay, which saying out loud isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I just think that's like, I think it's irresponsible to, to, to deliver that message at such a young age. Am I making sense here or am I saying the same thing? You're <clears throat> I'm actually glad you said it because there's a lot of people that feel the way that you're feeling. And you didn't drop the word, but we used it earlier, and a lot of people use it in this conversation, and they say indoctrination. You're conditioning my child to believe Correct. that this is the way to be. You're not teaching my child. Right. You're conditioning. When you but, set up a lesson and you explain why things are the way that they are, that's a lesson. Right. Conditioning is People playing baseball, but for whatever reason, the girl slaps the other girl's ass and winks at her. And then the the cartoon continues about baseball that has nothing to do with sex. That's conditioning. That's showing the kid that it's okay and that's fine. Let me do that. Let me have the – let my kids see something or – Let's say I have a girl. Let, let let my kids see a girl and start to feel tingly for some reason and come to me and ask me and say, hey, dad, I don't know why, but I feel weird when I look at girls. And when we have a deeper conversation, I understand that it, I under, will understand that it's an attraction. Maybe she's attracted to girl. Let me have that conversation with her and let me be responsible for not shunning. And actually, now that I say it out loud, I feel like maybe that's what it is, right? They're trying to purposely take the training out of the parent's hand because they feel like they can't trust the parents to teach the kids in the right way. Okay. I don't know. That's my biggest fear, man. That's one of my biggest fears. You're saying something that I feel like a lot of people identify with. 
And I don't think you're completely <clears throat> off base for feeling that way. What I will say as a counter to that, mm-hmm. because that was a fear that I think that's a fear. I think a lot of parents have. And I think what needs to be a part of the conversation is how much parenting was taken out of your hands before it became a gay topic. And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. you don't remember Helga being that sexual toward Arnold. Right. I do remember. Really? Pepe Le Pew trying to fuck bitches. (laughs) I do recall. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Hold on. I do recall whenever a male cartoon existed. Oh, not a male cartoon. Let me not phrase it that way. Whenever there was a male character to a cartoon, whenever they wanted to introduce a love interest, it would be a female version that looked almost identical to the male. Right? So like a female Tom from Tom and Jerry. Right. Or like a female blah, 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 blah. You get where I'm going with this. Right. Any form of messaging is a form of messaging. When it was a guy and a girl getting together in the cartoon... All it, there was never a complaint that, well, why are you peddling this? Why can't I get the opportunity to teach my kid to be straight? Why are you putting it in your cartoon? Why can't I lay the table out and have my kids make the decision when they get older? Why are you doing relationships at all in any way, in any form? Right. Until they're able to decipher that. Right. Now, you said earlier, hey... Uh, the cartoon show. I think it was Disney, right? The cartoon, mm-hmm. the, the, not cartoon. It was a was a cartoon or live action. No, it was a cartoon. No, no, it was a it, it was, was a cartoon. cartoon. Now yeah, I yeah. think the one you're talking about. I think I know you're talking. I think it was the one with the witches. She's the lesbian. I forgot. Right. I, forgot I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that show. It's hilarious. So I forgot the name of it <laughs> because it's only on a certain amount of time. But I know what show you're talking about. Okay. So here's the thing with that. Right. So back in the day. Way, 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 way back in the day. Uh, when a white kid was born into a white family, presumably, right? That's what we're going with here. Yeah, yeah. He was told, or she was told, when they go to school, remember something. When you go to school, sit at your desk, you listen to your teacher, you follow the rules. But whatever you do, don't let these niggers touch you. God knows what they got going on over there. And... For the rest of their fucking life, that's what they believed. Black mm-hmm. people are dirty, can't go near them, don't want to touch them. Right. Today, white kid doesn't hear that. Right. He just goes to school. Well, now, let me not say that. I'm sure somewhere in Georgia there's a parent going, hey, don't let these niggas touch No, you. no, no. Saying, it still exists. Yeah, so what I'm saying let's is. Let's not be ignorant with yeah, that. It, for, it still exists. For the most part, right. in regular civilized worlds, these kids just go to school. It's not even a thought to them right. to say that black people are this or black people are that, right? And I think that's the representation people are talking about right. when they have these lesbians or these gays in these cartoons and in these movies. Every time, and my wife makes the joke every time because now she's starting to say it out loud. Every time a show, a Netflix original or something comes out, one of the main characters is either gay, lesbian, trans, queer, or bi. Every single time. My wife goes, oh, here we go again. 
Another gay one. Another blah, 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 blah. Right. To us, to me, to you, to people of the previous generation, it feels forced. You know why it feels forced? Because it was being forced the other way previously. Mm-hmm. Hollywood purposely did not hire gay people, did not portray gay people in movies and in shows, unless it had something to do with AIDS or HIV. Then it was okay to be gay in movies right. and shows. Right. You know, Tom Hanks pulled off gay for Philadelphia. Nobody gave a shit because it was Tom fucking Hanks. Mm. This representation means nothing to us. What they're doing this for is for the generation after us. When our parent, when our kids become parents, the hope is, is that they don't have to have this conversation with their kids, because to them it's normal. Boys right. can like boys, girls can like <clears throat> girls, girls and boys can like each other. It doesn't matter. It's right. all one fluid situation, and they can like whoever they want to like. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. That's the goal. Until then, to get there, we're you know we're gonna have to break a few eggs to get mm-hmm. there, and we're gonna have to bite a few bullets. My son, like I said, is seven, and when he goes to school, they have, what was it they had? Um, what was it the holiday they had where it was Observation Week or something like that, where it's like they were paying tribute to LGBT community and they were doing this rainbow flag thing and blah, 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 blah. I don't know why you're asking me. I don't know what the no, fuck that is. I'm not is. asking you. I'm telling oh. you. This is oh, okay, what they did you. at my son's school. Right. They did a whole LGBT thing at my son's school, but they didn't call it that. And my wife was concerned that they were going to have a conversation with my son that my wife, mm-hmm. quite frankly, isn't ready to have with him. Right. So what she did was she asked the school what it was specifically yeah. was going to be discussed in this class. and they I told need the us, curriculum. Right. What, where are we going with this? What are we observing? What's the conversation to be had? Blah, 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 blah. So they had told her, and basically all that it really was is the kid version of what we're really talking about, which is the real premise. It's just about accepting who we are as people. They didn't mention gay, lesbian, whatever. They just said as people. Okay, so like for instance, Alex is, you know, of mixed descent. He has multiple cultures that he can dig from, right? So it for him in his situation, it's about accepting that. Mm-hmm. That he's just a person from mixed background and ethnicities and he can welcome any of them. Mm-hmm. And they had him do different things for his Spanish side and for his Chinese side, whatever the fuck. That's what they limited it to. But in essence, that's really okay. What Condi- this... Conditioning acceptance. Yes. Understanding. The, thinking what, outside of yourself. Outside of yourself and being empathetic towards people that you don't really know a lot about. They were. My son came home from that day and they had been there for the whole week. But he had came back and he loved the idea that he had learned about Peruvian history or whatever the fuck. Remember I told you. Right. He's, he's kind of getting into the whole culture and history thing. Right. So so he took that as a wonderful time because he was able to learn all these different things from different cultures. And in essence, that's what this is. Right. I know that people may not agree with the belief system, but at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's about accepting everybody else for what it is they choose for their lifestyle. Now, did they go, hey, men put dicks in other men's butts? No, they didn't. But if you take right. away the basis of that, if you just look at the basis of that, the rest of the stuff follows suit. You don't need to condition children to be accepting of sexual preference. We're trying to get people, not we, because I'm not doing it in my school, but that's only because I haven't been asked to yet. 
the point of the whole curriculum is to be accepting of other people's lifestyles, period. Right. It doesn't really matter. To us, and this is why I keep telling people, and I'm not accusing you or anybody else of being ignorant to the topic because I'm ignorant to the topic. But what I'm saying is, is that it's just the basis of the whole argument is just about accepting different people for their for, for their different cultures and, and their beliefs. That's right. it. It's got nothing to do with the other stuff. And the hope is, is that when these kids get older, that conversation will go away. Right. Just like the racist thing is still struggling, but it's gotten better to going away. It takes steps and it takes a change in belief system, not mm-hmm. acceptance. People believe that they're trying to be conditioned to now oh, all of a sudden now. No, no, no. You can still fuck all the pussy you want. <laughs> We're not taking your pussy. <clears throat> Take all the pussy you want. Enjoy the pussy. What mm. we're saying is, don't throw rocks at me because I'm not a fan of pussy. Right. That's what we're really talking about here. The belief right. system will never stop. Like you said, there's still racists out there. Mm-hmm. There's still rapists out there. We're human. This isn't going away. No. The battle right now is acceptance on the decisions of other people's life choices, period. That's right. it. That's right. all that it is. And my son is seven. <laughs> and he's getting older. And he's already asking the questions, you know, hey, this video had a boy liking a boy. And I'm like, okay. And? Right. And to him, to what him. What video? Like a YouTube was, video? It was a YouTube video where these people were playing a game. They were playing Among Us, but like live action. So they had like right. Among Us costumes on. It was an innocent kids game. They were just playing Among Us. Right, and, right, right. And the, the squid game thing's big now. So it's like, you know, red light, green light, one, two, three. It's, it's usual kid shit. Right, but it wasn't like they kissed or anything like that. It was nothing obvious, but they're together, right? And they make it clear in the video that's my boyfriend and he's my boyfriend. Right. So he goes, "Oh, it's two boys that like each other." And then he looked at me, almost like a kid looking for some sort of clarification or confirmation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Is this okay? Yeah, is this something here? I'm supposed to be looking at?" And I'm and like, "That yeah. and that right there, you just explained the moment that I am terrified." Yeah, at. but if but look I'm at not was... there at that moment, right? I don't. I, my fear isn't my kid growing up to be whatever it is that they grow up. Right. My fear is some random asshole influencing my kid. Everyone with on their earth, beliefs. Everyone on earth is going to influence your kid. That is an unavoidable situation. Man, you well, you need to make peace. Not you, here. not just you, everyone on earth. You need to make peace with that shit right now. Your child is going to be influenced by everybody. You want to know how I know? Because adults are influenced by everybody. That's a fact. Adults are always looking for confirmation. They're always looking for acceptance. How many adults on earth do things specifically for the flex or for the pat on the back? Your child is no different. I had a conversation with a bu- Ian. You remember Ian? I had a conversation with Ian the other day. He's heartbroken. His daughter is just a few years behind mine, maybe like five now, something like that. She's going to school now. Mm-hmm. He shared this meme and he got all sad about it because there was this meme that he had shared about a kid who was it showed one picture of the kid when they were still literally a child Mm -hmm. and next to their parent and then one where there were like an adult and the parent was all old and shit and the kid never really comes to visit the parent and you know whatever happens 
Right. And he got all sad. Oh, I don't want her to leave. I said, Ian, she's gone. Hasn't happened yet. She's leaving. <laughs> That's the game. You spend all of your time raising this individual to be a human being, and then they're going to dip. Right. That's why I said, be nice to your wife. Because she, <laughs> she's the one who's stuck when she's she, the one that's going to be his daughter. His daughter's name is Scarlet. When Scarlet's gone, it's just you and Sam now. And that's why I try every day to make sure that my wife still loves me to this day. Because when Alex is gone, I'm stuck with Steph. That's it. I'm stuck yeah, with Steph. Stuck, and that's all that there is to it. And that's this is the game. This is what you sign up for. They're not your pets. Right. They don't no, stay no, with you forever. For sure. Our right. focus as parents. The minute we realized she was pregnant and we're going to be a family and we're going to have a kid, the first thing we did was we discussed how we were going to raise this fucking kid. And I think every person in their head has an idea of what they're going to do, but it always it never works out that way because you got to remember something. If you're a single parent, then what you're what you're going to do is set in stone there's no one there to veto you. You're 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 doing whatever it is you're going to do, right. right? There's no one sitting there going, "Well, I don't. I disagree." I think you just come up with your own shit, and it is what it is. Right. In a two-parent home, there's discussions that have to take place. Yeah. Because it's different belief systems. It's different. Well, this I like. I I don't believe in holidays and shit like that. So when it came time to start talking about things like Santa Claus and shit. I'm like she goes, oh, you want to do Santa Claus? I most certainly do not. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell my son that some fat white guy is gonna come. I don't even have a chimney. How do we explain, Steph? How do we explain the chimney, bro? I gave, I left the key outside for him to come in and drop the presents off. That he brings to our home. He's gonna think I'm irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna look at me. He's gonna, Dad, you're supposed to be my protector. You're just giving these keys out all willy nilly to people on the street. It's not the Salvation Santa, is it? If this is a real Santa, what's happening here? That's funny. So we, we, you know, you have to have real conversations. Where is this headed? How are we going to do this? What's our fucking plan of attack here? Right. And, you know, the biggest thing that we had said, me and Steph, when we were talking about doing this, okay, we're going to be a family and we're going to, we're going to actually, you know, raise a kid. I made it clear I said, you know what? We'll go with whatever it is your basis is because she's big on traditional shit. That's why mm-hmm. we do, you know, Easter egg hunts and all kinds of weird shit in this house. But the right, one you thing, can do the family shit yeah, without the lie. Here's, I don't do. Listen, I've never told my son one lie. She talks about Santa. I graciously back out for those conversations. As a matter of fact, it's come up a few times recently because of his age where he's got questions and i said well you need to direct it to your supervisor because (laughs) i was told explicitly that uh i needed to play this game and i told her i didn't want to play this game so now she's gotta you know she's gotta deal with the with the frequently asked questions yeah i don't know if i'm gonna have that issue although i might i know we did have a conversation about that stuff and although we both agree we don't like the fact of like lying to the kid about that she also believes in a child's innocence so we're not really sure how we're gonna do that yet yeah. but i think... but here's here's another piece of the puzzle that sometimes i think people forget the way you mm-hmm. raise your child does not only affect the way you raise your child 
the way you raise your child has the possibility of affecting other kids. And, That's true. And the way that I the way that I ex- give that example to people is if, like for instance, my son's an only child, right? He, he doesn't have any siblings. If you and Nora were to have a child, that would be my son's cousin. If yes. we got together as a family, mm-hmm. and let's say you did decide, well, you know, we're going to give our kid, you know, all the the Santa stuff, right? We're going to we're going to do the Santa stuff. Let him let him indulge and let him do that. Right, right. I told right. and I told my son, nah, that's a piece of shit. He's not real. Oh yeah, the so classic we, story. So when we get together, yeah. when we get together, and uh, your kid is all like, "Man, I can't wait for Santa to get here." And my son's like, "What are you, a dumbass?" He's the, the <laughs> exactly Santa. just like that. Yeah, Santa's coming. Who the okay, fuck is? Are you stupid or are you dumb? Yeah, you mean G? you mean Santa? Santa? There's a Spanish guy coming who's gonna fix the air conditioning. What are you talking about? Who's this guy <laughs> coming in the house? So it affects things. That's funny. And it becomes a process. So it's all things you got to think about. My my biggest thing, and I was going to say it a second ago, I, I said I'll follow I'll follow whatever it is you want to do. I don't care. Because I'm not big on holidays, but you are. I can play the game. Fuck it. Here's where my big issue is. I know that my son is not going to be around me forever. So my biggest deal with him is I need him to develop the skills necessary to exist in this world. And the biggest thing that I've have tried to instill in him is the the all important why. I want him questioning everything. And right. I, I don't I don't not only do I want him questioning everything, I want him questioning me. I want him questioning right. Steph. I want him to know why he's doing things, not just to do them. Right. I'm not big on traditional shit. I'm not big on any of that stuff. I need him to understand that if he's going to do something, he's doing it for the right reasons and he's doing it correctly. And that would be my main goal, too. You know how I was as a kid, dude. I was literally that. I was the annoying kid that always asked why. And then the adults would be like, because I said so. And that never sat well with me. You know how many times I ended up in the office because of that shit. And that that scarring that we got for that is the exact. And I, you know what? I'm not even mad at mom for it because, again, I didn't understand how hard it was to be a single parent. When When I was a child, I didn't get that. So right. I'm not even that angry about it. Now I'm not. I was angry as fuck in the moment, and as were you. But I get it. I understand that now. But because yeah, of but that, she taught us to ask questions too. She did. She just didn't want us questioning her, and that was the problem. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, there's no, got to be ego somewhere. She wanted this. me. She <laughs> told me on many of occasions, question everybody, question everything. So when I did it to her, it was an issue. And right, that's because she I knows learned. her. Because the, the I think in her brain is. Uh, if if I'm just thinking about it, is obviously like you have to make sure that people's intentions are pure when you're listening to right. someone. They could be manipulating she you. She had a bunch of she, kids. And she didn't need her authority impinged. That's what her thing was. That and like maybe she understood like her intentions were pure, so you don't have to question her. Right. Well, okay. An ego that's, thing. That's, An ego thing. That's fine. But the end result of that ended up being, I never wanted to do that to my kid. I have right. never once in my entire life told my son because I said so. No, I would fucking never. And 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 if did that lead to me answering ten fucking questions afterwards? Yes. But you know what sure. happened after? Never asked him again because now he knows. Now he knows. He knows. Right. When I point at something, he knows exactly what he needs to do and why he needs to fucking do it. Right. If we're walking across the street and I said, you know, you need to stand next to me so you don't get hit by a car, and he starts dabbling behind. I speed up. That's when he gets nervous. When he can't see me, he goes, oh, shit. And he knows something's up. I said, did you see me? No. 
Would you have been hit by a car? Yes. Are we going to the hospital if you get hit by a car? Yes. Do you want to go to the hospital? No. Then where are you supposed to be? Here. Thank you. And we move on. And I right. never have to fucking worry about it again. Well, that takes time and effort. No, so. it takes parenting. Whoa, and that's, wait, easy. And that's easy. part of the that's fucking problem. That's part of the fucking problem. Parenting is hard. It's not fucking easy to do. People just want to throw the kids in front of a TV and just let the fucking TV do their thing. And, and that's, that's what have, loops yep. right back to what we said originally. Exactly. You see how I'm maestroing this shit? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> where we're headed. And the TV. Kid, and then man. they sit back and, and they naked. go, well, the TV's indoctrinating my kid. No, it's not. Because if you didn't have the fucking TV on, they wouldn't be seeing it. Right. You have the TV on because you're doing your thing. Right. So don't get mad about how Nickelodeon is deciding to raise your kid. If you don't like it, you raise your fucking kid then. Turn right. it off and do what you need to fucking do. I am stressed to the moon right now. Stressed. I'm on the last loop. I finish this next few weeks. I'm done. I'm a graduate. And yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm My wife that. and I are done. We're, we're fucking beyond done. She's playing with him right now. It's called parenting. You have to do it. And, right. then, and then they leave you. That's the game. Mm. That's the fucking game. So, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> that went on, on a weird tangent. Ta tailoring it all back to what we're talking about. Like I just said with my son, teaching him to question things, teaching him to inquire about things. Like I said before, he's turning into a bit of a history buff now. He's learning things at a fast rate. It happens fast. First few years, you try to teach a kid something, that shit don't stick for nothing. And then all of a sudden, a light switches, it comes on, and they just become savants. Everything that I do with his kids sticks, and it's amazing, because now you have to watch everything you do. You have to watch everything you say, because now he's at an age where he remembers. Ooh, don't let him learn the word contradicting. Oh, oh, oh no. He's that not, opens a whole new world. Yeah. Oh, no. He dropped hypocrite the other day. Ooh. We don't fuck around in this house. That's my he knows man. his shit. He knows his shit. I'm raising a monster. He's gonna be a problem when he gets older, because he wants to do. It's it's a it's it's a willingness to learn and a want to do shit, and that's a dangerous combination. And I keep telling mm -hmm. him that. I keep telling him that you're not gonna do anything unless you want to do it, and that's Act. natural. That's natural. That's because he gets he complains all the time. I don't want to do my homework. Okay, what do you want to do? I want to do this. How do you get there? Okay, you gotta have to do this, this, this. Exactly. So do it. Uh, that's Knock smart. It You're out. teaching him. See, that was a, that's a big issue we have where people just want the end result, no. but they don't understand no, you what cannot, it takes to get there. Yeah, there's a lot of it. bullshit yeah. that you have that you don't want don't, to, do to get to the thing that you do want to do. Yeah, and I'm not sugarcoating it for him. He sees me doing the, the college work. That's another good thing goes, of you actually going to school yeah, with him at his me, age. Yeah, he sees me doing the college work. I tell him all the time, I don't want to do this shit. Because we didn't have that. Well, I kind of did. You, well, you did. Mom, mom was doing the school bit. stuff well, when I was I didn't kid. have that. No, I, no, you aside from working, which, let's be honest, you, if anybody thinks that you going to work, your kid is looking at you going to work and going, man, they, that, that's not something that stands out until later, later in hindsight. It doesn't really have an impact or not on all, all kids. I think the average doesn't really see it like that. But to see your parent there studying, 
and doing things like physically being there studying and stuff like that i think has like a huge impact because you have something to go off of like hey look they did that they had to do that no. type of shit you know what and i mean it's not sugar-coated it's like this this sucks yes yes this sucks but but look what ha- look what's gonna happen when this is over it's like what do right. you what are the things you think i'm gonna buy with this money when this is over this 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 okay so then how do i get that right i get that, that by doing this okay that's it that's it. That's as deep as the conversation needs to be. It doesn't need to be any crazier. But they're that. hugely impactful conversations, yes. I feel. They're necessary. Feel. Yeah. They're necessary. You have to have these conversations with people. And to tailor it back, and we're going to wrap this up, but to tailor it back to the main conversation of what we're talking about, these conversations need to be had with your child. They have to be. They have to be. This It's not a choice. It was never. You know what's funny? This isn't new. This was never a choice. If these conversations would have been had in the 70s and in the 80s, we wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. But because it was seen as something other than what it was, now now we're playing from behind. Right. So, yeah, you know, it needs to be this needs to be straightened out. Cancer culture is something that is necessary and it's needed. It's needed, but it needs to be wielded correctly. Like all things, a military is good. It's just wielded bad. Libraries well, are good. It's just wielded uh, bad. On the conversation of cancel culture and you know the people wielding it for what it shouldn't be intended to be used, I I basically see it as something that might uh, get a little bit better over time. Like you said, I think it is a necessary evil. I think they focus on the wrong shit sometimes. Uh, but it's literally just a generation or built it's like it's like the the kids that get sheltered their entire lives uh, and, and told that they can't do anything and then they finally break away see this world and then just get hooked on something right like just get hooked on drugs or get hooked on sex or get because they just been so anti that they've never even fucking seen it to the point when they experience it it's like ecstasy and they can't not do it now it's because it's just you shelter someone for so long i feel like people's emotions have been shamed for so long that now that it's being okay to be emotional it's just like a fucking outburst everyone's pointing at everything they don't like yeah. And it's just straight anarchy of just emotion and people For being generations, sad. They were all, people were always told to hide your emotions. Yeah, that you weren't that, a man that, if that, you didn't yeah. do that. You were you weren't a man, and if you were a woman, you were a bitch. You were. And I think, emotional. and listen, I I know this is gonna sound weird, but I still somewhat believe it, right? Like. Of course you do. There's a time and a place for everything. I'm I'm good with someone sharing their emotion, but it's got to be A, to the right people, and B, I don't think everyone should see you in that light. I think there is still a persona we have to carry out here. I feel like there is a certain character we should hold. I feel like there are certain things we should show our youth, whether it's your kid or not. There, there is just some kind of grit and 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 strength that comes from being able to control your emotion. Just because you're emotional about something doesn't mean that it's always okay to have an outburst about it. Sometimes I do believe that in this day and age, you should still learn to suck it the fuck up. Choose your battles is what I'm trying to say. It's okay to not like something. It's okay to stand up against the machine. 
But when you're crying about everything, now I'm gonna, I'm not gonna fucking listen to you. But I think the the usage of our language is what's helping. What the, is what's going to help this conversation go by a little further? You said it yourself. You said it yourself a second ago that there's a time and a place where you should control your emotions. I think this whole movement and this whole conversation is leading in a direction of changing that jargon. People aren't looking to just control their emotions. They're looking for a way to manage it. So that it doesn't. Right. And so that, that that's actually a really good word. So that it we doesn't manage our emotions. And be, if, yeah, because control gives the impression that you're trying to hold it in one place. That's what control is. Keep this here so that I can function. Whereas right. management is, I'll keep it here for now. But I need to find an outlet for it before it fucking consumes me entirely. Right. And that's where I think social media will come into play. But the problem is that's you give someone an inch. It should, but it doesn't. It actually you give people the an delay. inch, they'll yeah. take a mile. And we cannot be lost on the fact that even before our great, great, great grandparents and their generation, there will always be people who just want to see the world burn. So Ooh. it doesn't matter if you're saying something productive, someone is going to spin it. So you just got to learn what groups you can talk to, who you can talk to, who's going to give you not just vent. See, venting is nice, but venting to someone that could actually, that knows how to give a response as well. I also don't like venting without responses. I know some people prefer that because they just want to get it off their chest. But I also thinking venting without uh, a response is dangerous as well. So it's just one of those people trying to find their pockets uh, but unfortunately, right now, social media is just just the thing right now. And, and everyone and anyone can go on there and say whatever they want. And really, there's no repercussion, so to speak. So it's just the wild west at the moment for that shit. But I think it's all necessary. It just needs to be managed a little bit better, dude. People are just out here crying about everything. Well, maybe we should. You know, and it spills into it, the workplace. Like yeah. I get fucking triggered when I hear people say that they want to find a job working from home. I understand that's the way the. I guess that would be my. Wait, I'm an old you? school guy. Yes, and I oh. think that's why. I I think that's my that I'm learning about myself is my old mentality, trigger. Right, like the work when I hear someone say I'm looking for a job to work from home, it doesn't resonate with me. Like to me, it's not but something that's a that makes sense. Choice though, you like getting your hands dirty and getting in there. And- well, no, we're talking about the same exact jobs that wouldn't normally require you being from home. Like for instance, office jobs. Let's use that for an example. Okay. Can it be done at work at home? Sure. Could the company actually benefit from doing that? Studies are showing that that's the case. But for some reason, when I hear it, it just to me, I hear it as a level of entitlement that just baffles me. Like you, you want to work from, I don't know. Like I said, that's one of the old school mentality things that I think I personally have. When I hear that to me, it's just like, it's just a level of entitlement that just triggers me. Is it entitlement or is it just someone who wants convenience? I understand. But that's, to me, that's entitlement. We could be working from two different. So in order to, wait, I'm just trying to get it. I'm not, I'm not coming at you. I'm just trying to understand it. And by saying (laughs) the, the convenience of working at home is entitlement. I don't understand that. Why? If your job can, okay, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I worked remotely with my students all year last year. Right. 
how is wanting to continue that entitlement? Be, it, it wanting it to works. yes, it works. No, I get that. Okay. I understand that. I'm, I'm telling you. Actually, let me not say that. I don't know if it would work like long term, but for the situation we were in, it worked. I'll say that. I'm trying to find the words to this is, and this is an issue I have because my brain, when I think, it's different than the way a lot of people do. But see, that's why I'm asking you because I don't think it's is, your brain. That's why I'm asking you. I don't think it's your brain. I because I. I think you're logical enough of a person to realize that working from home has its benefits. I think Absolutely. there's something emotionally oh, not, in you that states, don't, because you're going to come off, that's lazy. Right. right. I think it's I perception. I think there's something emotionally about you that's been instilled in you that says, you're not working hard if you're not busting your ass. Because mm-hmm. that's what you saw. Mom busted her ass. Dad was an asshole, but he worked. This is what you know. And right, and that's why I said I years. think that's my old school thing. You were also told for years, for all the time that you spent in front of your computer and your laptop, that you were being lazy because that's all you did all fucking day. So that's why you communicate that the other way. Mom used to say it all the time about you. Oh, he's on his fucking computer all the time and da 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 So you were made to feel like spending that time in your room made you fucking lazy. So when you did go to work and you were working all the time and then you got in front of the computer, no one said shit to you because you were working. That validated that to you. So now when you hear other people say, well, I'd rather do it from home. He's like, oh, well, they're being fucking lazy because that's what you were fucking told. You were told for years. I remember this. You were told for years that you were being fucking lazy because all you ever did was play the game with Joe and go over to this place and da, 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 and you didn't do anything. And then once you started working, all that went away. So you connected the dots. Oh, I'm working so no one can tell me shit. It, your work validated your time right. for being in front of the computer. So now, moving forward, now that you're an adult adult, doing the real adult shit, paying bills like an adult, and doing this and doing that, now you see it the way that you were told it was. This person right. is being a lazy piece of shit. If you would have been generating funds from the playing, like if you would have, you were ahead of your time. If they would have had the sponsorship now, back then, and you were generating money with the time that you were spending playing the game, would would you have been entitled to do that? Oh, he's entitled. He's being lazy. He's playing games. No, I'm making money. It wouldn't right. have worked that way, right? I, just I mean, feel, I guess. I just mine, feel like mine you were told like that for online, so long. Yeah, but mine isn't really online shit, right? Like, if first, I'll use your example. If you say a school teacher wants to teach from home, to me, that would feel like entitlement. Because that stuff should be done in the classroom. The personal touch, not the kids sitting in their room. That's what I mean. I don't think it's a matter of people being lazy. I think it's a matter of people just, it's, I'm not ignorant to the fact that if you're working from home, you're in a different environment. And I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You're doing different shit when you're home than if you were, if you were in an office. Which is a good thing. How is that? I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. What I'm saying is, is that I see it as entitlement. When a school teacher goes, hey, this worked just fine from home. I should be able to do this from home. To me, that's entitlement. You should be in the classroom teaching it's got nothing to do with lazy it's a matter of yeah i guess it will be more convenient but i don't think that that's the best way to do it long term and the today 
is making it look like it's the best thing to do when I don't agree that that is the case. I'll use school as the specific example. Uh, example. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that's why I feel like that. That's what I mean by entitlement. But even those words that I just said could be misconstrued into what you said, which is what I, I think that people are lazy. I don't think that's the case. There are tons of jobs you can do from home. There are specific ones that I don't think people should do from home that they have had to of late and now feel like that's the best way to do it. So now you're hearing these people rally about, oh, we should be able to work from home whenever we want. It worked yesterday, like it should work forever. But I don't think, I think all that does working from home is further the, uh, not insensitive, but like the, what's the, not, not condition, what's the word I'm talking about? The, when you see someone get stabbed and it's like, eh. What is that? What? Desensitized. Yes, it desensitized people from the human experience more. The more you allow the people well, in specific jobs I'm glad to you not said that, be in gl- the workplace. I'm glad you said that because that's the perfect way to get out of here. Because remember, we opened up with humans are shitty. Yeah. So my coming from a person who tries to have as limited amount of contact with people as humanly possible, the fact that you're advocating for more human interaction is astounding. But we'll move on. <laughs> I'll circle around the irony and, and just go ahead and just say this so that we can get out of here. I don't mind any of the conversations that people are having about the whole LBGTQ thing and all that stuff. And as thorough as we just went through everything i said at the beginning of this i'm for cancer culture i think this is something that's you called it a necessary evil i think that's perfect i think that's the perfect explanation of what it is we're talking about at the same time i don't think dave did anything wrong and i don't think that anybody that does what dave did does anything wrong he was just being emotional he was being emotional and he was telling his story and that's all that he did and that's all people are expected to do you don't like what he said don't like it. He's free to say it. And that's the crux of what we're really trying to say here today. He right. has the right to fucking say it. He did not incite any violence. He did not wish ill will. He did not encourage harm to be brought upon transsexuals. He told a story. A story, which, by the way, based on the reaction, was completely 100% validated, by the way. Hmm. Based on the reaction. You did exactly what he said you were going to do. Right. And, you, and you walk right into it. Be smart, guys. Come on. Let's do, let's let's play this game correctly so that there's some actual winners here. Because right now it's at a draw, and it shouldn't be. And that was another part that Dave had brought up with the whole, people took it as an insult, but the line about, you know, if slaves would have had baby oil and booty shorts, maybe we'd have been free a long time beforehand. There's a message in that. Mm. There's a message in that, and you missed it with your anger. Because you weren't paying attention to the context of what he was trying to say. Right. The both the the African American community and the transgender community have experiences. Are they the same? That's debatable. I'll let the professionals decide that. But there's no there's no debate in the idea that both groups have had some very poor and negative experiences in life. So instead of going against each other, just like Dave, when he opened up with that by saying he was saddened by all the hate, uh, Asian hate that happened during that time period when the, the black people was beating up on Asians, he stood up for that. 
and took his people to task. Where was the conversation about that? You're picking and you're choosing. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with picking and choosing, but if you're going to pick and choose incorrectly and then use that as the basis of your argument, you've lost people. And if you lose people, that sets your movement back. Let's not move back. Let's move forward. So next week we were supposed to... Not next week. What am I saying? We were supposed to go... I mean, I'm pulling the calendar up now. Uh, I guess we're back to wrestling next week. We'll see. <laughs> I'll take a break from all this serious shit and get back to the well, phony stuff. I don't know because it depends on when you're available because I am not available all week for the most part. Yes, that is correct. You are uh, getting married on Wednesday and you're uh, yes. you're doing the honeymoon deal the weekend or like the whole week? No, no. Uh, after that day, we're going to hang out. And then the next day, we're gone for a few days. Okay, so here's and the deal. And so, actually, man, we might be okay, because I think we're coming back Saturday. I have to help. Um, what was I going to say? I'm going to help the girls move next weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to go live for the Halloween deal. It looks like I won't be live. We can still do a Halloween episode, but it won't be live, because I won't be available that weekend, because I'm going to help the girls move. So, uh, you're gone this week, and I'm going to be in Jersey that next week, so I'll have to figure something out there. So, I guess I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll figure, why, don't you, why don't you take the time and come back, uh, what's that, November, that, that, that first weekend in November, the 6th or the 7th? Because I, I, I think I'm going to do an interview then in between, just so I have something to pass the time, and then, um, and then you just come back as a newlywed. How about that? We'll see. We'll communicate. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. I might be able to sneak it in. Might be able to sneak it in. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll figure it out. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for uh, downloading. And, of course, I don't even know if I should say this last line because I'm not sure if it's true, but thank you for enjoying, question mark. I don't know if anything we just did was helpful in any way, but I know it helped me out. I don't know if it helped you out, but uh, it helped me a little bit because I got to hear some some – some feedback to my shit. I've been thinking about this shit for days now. So I'm glad we finally got it out, had an actual conversation about it. So see you guys next week. I don't know what's happening next week, as you just heard, but I'm sure it'll be fucking amazing. Something, something. It'll be something great that I'm sure you can't miss. (laughs) Check us out next week and uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, We'll see you guys. That's what I was going with. There you go. This is my daddy's 200 episode. If you like to sew by mitts, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats towels, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. The soul keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.